0: This is Franciscan Voice, finding God's voice among us. It was, it was very different when I got to meet the friars. Every time I'd meet with them, it was like a feeling of being home. Hi, this is Brother Nicholas Romeo, and you're listening to The Friable Friar, a series from the Franciscan Friars Conventual focused on the critical Catholic question of vocational discernment. Throughout this second season, we listen to real friars tell the tales of their vocations. Hi, Rich. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Nick, for Uh, visiting. It's good to be here. (laughs) Shermoken's an interesting (laughs) little town. It is, yeah. Um, So tell us a little bit about you, your, your history, your life, what you think we should know about Rich, and then, of course, how it is you came to be a friar. Okay. Well, um... I grew up in a military family, so I have uh, my two parents and one brother, um, we moved quite frequently growing up, about every two years of my life from birth, uh, just the Navy kept us on the road. And so I got to go to a lot of different places throughout my childhood and meet a lot of different people, but there was always one constant in my life, and that was the church, well two things, the church and my family. And so the two of those things have kind of always been really integral in my life. And so I guess around the time I was about 10 or 12, um, I started feeling kind of a pull to serve the church in some way. Um, it was just an idea at first. And I'd see the priests and um, especially my dad had was stationed in Italy for a period and in fact, we went to Assisi once, and you, you see a lot of priests, a lot of religious, and so it always just seemed possible. I guess that was just the first beginning of a vocation for me, was that it was just possible. Um, we moved back to the States, kind of fell out of organized religion for a little bit, um, until my teenage years, when I kind of had a, a rather profound conversion, I guess. in a I guess you call it a revert in a way. Mm -hmm. Kind of at a dark point in my life. It led me to pray for the first time one day, and I got a response from God in in a weird way. This happened like in the middle of a week. That Sunday I got up, I woke up, and I walked to church myself and went to mass on my own. And I was very surprised with how much more the liturgy, um, it was like the words came alive in a way. And you know, it just started a, a new stage in my life, and uh, I later realized that Sunday was October the fourth, which mm. I didn't realize at the time the significance of that till later. But uh, it was then, um, you know, I had always kind of kept the idea of a vocation on the back burner, and throughout college, I considered it. You know, if I was called to religious life, if I was called to diocesan, priesthood. um, But nothing ever really jumped out in those years. Um, I did various vocation trips or discernment events, but the time came to uh, graduate, and I didn't feel a call in one particular direction. And uh, I prayed about it, and I just felt like the answer was wait. And so I did, I went into the workforce, and for almost 10 years I worked for the U.S. Army Mm -hmm. as a logistician, Um, and that was eventually how I came to uh, know the Friars. Uh, I eventually got sent to Aberdeen Proving Ground, which is north of Baltimore, Mm -hmm. and the Friars would come and say mass at uh, our parish on occasion. As I was working, you know, I enjoyed the work that I was doing for the government. Um, But there was always kind of a feeling that, you know, this wasn't it for my life, that there was more that I felt called to do. And all the involvement I had at my parish, you know, I always felt like there was more I could give, there was more I should do. Um, And so um, my spiritual director said, well, maybe you really need to go back and, you know, consider a, vocation again and so um, I had been the the only religious I really had known routinely were the Benedictines Uh, they ran my parish in Virginia Beach and so I looked into the Benedictines again Um, I made a trip out to another Benedictine abbey out uh, in the Midwest and I think it was a a really great experience because it helped me realize I was not called to be a, a monk stability just doesn't work for me and when I really look back on it it's like that should have been pretty obvious if I'd moved every two years of my life then you know I don't know why I thought being in one spot for the rest of it would be would work out but but I came back and he's like okay well you know we, if you're not called to the monastics what about the mendicants he's like you know what about the Jesuits at the time I was getting close to 30 and I was like well like I'm almost thirty now, I'll be sixty-five by the time I get to the house. <laughs> he's like, "What about the Dominicans?" Like, I know too many Dominicans. He's like, "Well, what about the Franciscans?" I was like, "I don't know, maybe." He's like, "I just don't like wearing brown." I couldn't see me doing that. So he's like, "Well, the ones that come up here don't wear brown." He's like, "Go talk to them," and that kind of set me on a path to. Uh, I met one of the friars and talked with him and. It was it was very different when I got to meet the friars. It was they invite me down to things, especially at Curley, and um, every time I'd meet with them, it was like a feeling of being home, a feeling of brotherhood, the feeling of family. I've I found here that you know I can wake up and have plans, and then random things happen, and I never know exactly what's going to happen in the course of a day, which is. Uh, a blessing and a curse. It keeps you in your toes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It keeps it interesting. It's never... It hasn't been a boring day since I've been here. So. If you were mm-hmm. to offer any words of advice to, to those who might be discerning their own vocation in life, uh, Rick's words of wisdom. Okay. Um... First off, pray, and don't stop praying, because if you don't talk to God, you're never going to be able to to understand what it is He's calling you to, um, and that needs to be a part of your um, of your daily life as much as breathing or eating is. Um, I think for me, you know, there was a point of my life where I kind of stopped listening. Um, and that was not the right thing to do. So keep keep praying, keep listening would be the first thing I'd say. The second is you need to have, if you really think that God's calling you to this, you know, to a, a way of vocation in the church, um, to, to get a spiritual director, to get somebody who can um, n- not tell you what to do, but to be like, uh, what, do, what do you call it? um somebody who can look at it from another point of view because i think so often you know in our own heads we think things a certain way and it's like until you see somebody else hears you and says well i'm hearing you say this it provides that kind of uh, the other aspect that you're not seeing so which i think you know this it's incredibly important to do that too and i'd say the third thing is you know don't don't just Sit at home doing armchair discernment. Get involved with your parish. Start living the life in whatever way you can. Um, you know, because you know, every church needs people. Every church needs has a life, and if you you need to be willing to get into that life and live it right now. So don't just wait till tomorrow. Do it today. It's worth it. It's definitely worth it. It's a good life. It's not always an easy life, but it's a very good life. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our website to discover other episodes at franciscanvoice.org.